The following audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com. Christians, if you grew up in church at all, you know how important prayer is, but just because we know how important it is doesn't mean we pray. <laughs> and so may we pray. Or you're, you're locked in and you're like, I pray all the time, so uh, it's more of a statement for you. Turn to your Bibles to Luke chapter 11, verse 1, and we're going we're gonna to walk through a couple thoughts here in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And before we, we, we get there, um, there was a very bright five-year-old who told his dad, he said, Dad, I want a baby brother, and gave this request, and he said, you know what, Dad, if there's anything I can do to get this baby brother, I will. And uh, the dad, being 35, bright, paused for a moment and replied, I tell you what, Johnny, if you pray every day for two months for a baby brother, I guarantee God will give you a baby brother. Johnny's response, eager, eager and excited, he went to his bedroom, began to pray. He prayed all night for a month. But then he began to be a little skeptical. He had other five-year-old friends in, in the neighborhood and started talking to them and told them that my dad said if we prayed. And the kids were like, what are you talking about? You can't have a baby in two months. And um, so Johnny quit praying. And after another month, Johnny's mom went to the hospital and she came. Uh, Johnny walked into the hospital room and uh, his dad called him in and pulled back the blanket and there were two little boys, uh, two baby boys, and Johnny's dad looks down at uh, him and says, aren't you glad I told you to pray? And Johnny, without hesitation, said, aren't you glad I stopped? <laughs> you know, uh, you know um, I don't know, but for our spiritual development and personal freedom, we need to understand a little bit of prayer. And um, I'll tell you this, a lot of believers, when I talk to them and do a little one-on-one, they're like, I don't know about prayer. It's, I, I, I'm talking and, and nobody's talking back to me. And I, I'm just like speaking out words and I just don't really get it. But, but here's the thing. I, I don't know if it's just because we hadn't taken time to, to be taught. But you know the disciples did not know how to pray? It wasn't like they were like, hey, I know how to pray. And we all know how to pray. They didn't know how to pray. And so, I don't know if you're in this boat, but I think it's important for us to look and see as Jesus is walking through and teaching how to pray, you just may be surprised that not everybody just automatically knows how to pray, and you have to be taught how to pray. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1, I want to look at this. It says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying, we're talking about Jesus, in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us in temptation but deliver us 
from evil. And I want to spend some time talking about this text as Jesus begins to teach the disciples. Let, 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 let's frame in what prayer is. I don't know if you've ever felt like you had enough information uh, to make a decision. But then once you got into the middle of what you were doing, have you ever thought, you know what, I got enough information to complete this assignment, and then you get in there and you're like, okay, I don't know what I thought I knew. I mean, I remember going back and driving for the first time. I had been in countless car rides. I had ridden shotgun almost like forever. And I remember the first time I was put in the car and... My mom said, it's time for you to drive. I was like, Psh. you know what I'm saying? Gas go, brake stop, wheel hold on. I mean, it was like, I know this. And, 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 and I remember sitting in the car and hearing my mom's scream get louder and louder as I was closer and closer to the mailbox. You understand what I'm saying? Then I remember the first time I had to ride, drive a standard. And, and it was kind of, I was kind of like... I, it was, this is way before hydros ever came out. And so I don't know if you've ever driven a standard, but you, if you don't engage the clutch, it'll, <laughs> it, it'll die out. And so I had the luxury of dying out in the middle of the street many, many times. I thought I knew, but I didn't. it's like marriage. I mean, come on. Fall in love, get married, just don't fight. Make out all the time. <laughs> what else do you need to know? You know, parenting, okay? I've mentored kids. I've taught. I've I babysitted. You know what I'm saying? Feed them, clothe them, keep them out of the street. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what more is there to know? Just, just kind of, just finances. Come on. I remember the first time I got a big check. You know what I'm saying? That was more than like $2 an hour. Because, uh, I mean, the first time I made some real, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. I can retire like next year. It's going to be awesome. But that whole concept, spend less than you make. Dang, that's a hard one. You know, I mean, you just think about this. You know, it's like I got all this information and, 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 I, and I, it's simple. But I think a lot of times prayer is the exact same way. I, it's just like talking to God. It's not, it's not, it's not hard. I understand that, but it's amazing how many believers, their prayer life is very dormant and they haven't really connected with the Father. And I want to look as we dig down on some of the concepts in this text, because I think they're going to frame up this month for us as we pray. You know, as we look at this immediately, I see it says, verse 11 again, it says, Now it came to pass as he was praying, that Jesus was praying. I, mean, I, I know you're like, yeah, we read that. But, but let's dial in on that. Jesus was praying, and Jesus did not just pray. He, it wasn't like a one-time thing. In Luke 3, 22, 21 and 22, it says this, When all the people were baptized... It came a pass that Jesus was also baptized, and while he was praying, while he prayed, in the, the heavens opened up, and the Holy Spirit descended 
in the body in the form of a dove, and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. We see Jesus praying in Luke 3, Luke 5, 16. It says, So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Luke 9, 18. And then it happened as he was alone praying, his disciples joined him and asked him, saying, Who do the crowd say I am? What I'm seeing is maybe the disciples finally got enough courage to figure out, we always see you leaving. We always see you praying. You're always going over here and spending some time. Can you dial in on us? And there were countless verses that I didn't go into before this verse. Jesus was praying. Now, countless verses that talk about Jesus praying. And so it almost begs us to ask the question, if Jesus, who was 100% God and 100% man, needed, wanted, and desired to connect with God through prayer, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? He was connecting. And, And so I was just thinking about him praying, Jesus praying. He was connecting to the triune Godhead. That was his time to connect with God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Helper. Man, when he was going to pray, he was connecting not just to himself, but he was connecting. You know, the second is that he was a Jew, and the law of Moses talked about, hey, you, you need to pray. If he hadn't prayed, he'd been sinning. Jesus knew that every need was met in the Father. And we could dial down on this for a long time. In other words, my disciples don't meet my needs. Their service to my request does not meet my needs. The popularity I'm gaining does not meet my needs. Me getting out the message does not meet my needs. The treasurer, that, that the, the money that Judas is holding for us so that we can do ministry does not meet my needs. There is only one that can meet my needs, and I need to go meet with the Father to meet my need. Jesus was praying. Jesus shows us consistency and intimacy in prayer. And I know that when you do a sermon, it's a whole lot easier to preach. God's going to do something. It's going to be great. You're going to you know say... You start talking about prayer, and it's like, well, the pastor talking about, talking about prayer. <laughs> like, nobody knows that. <laughs> this is a great sermon today. We talked about prayer. You talked about prayer? Who didn't pray? I, I don't know. I guess he thought we didn't pray. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so as we look at this, I want us to see that Jesus, the model The model of love, the model of sacrifice, the model of giving, the model of obedience. The model is praying. And so if we are to be like Christ, maybe our prayer time can get a little bit more strategic. The Bible says in a certain place, in a certain place. Now, it was funny that they used that term because it means it wasn't random. Come on, I love praying between stoplights. You know? And some of, well, you know, the Bible says, Paul said, pray without ceasing, so we just pray anywhere we want, just pray. But obviously, I'm not saying that Jesus didn't pray 
when they were walking, but there was a time when he had to disconnect from the needs of people, from the demands of questions, from the teaching and instruction, from even the mission that he was on to seek and save the lost, he had to disconnect from his missional component and connect, come on somebody, with God. There was a place that was strategic, a certain place. In other words, that means he said no to some things to say yes to that certain place. There was a place, there was a designated time. It was methodical, it was thought through. It showed a willingness to invest. As the Son of God, I'm sure his Google Calendar had many appointments. And yet this was one of the most important. Do you have a place? Do you have a certain time? I know if I were to be authentic, there are times when I'm like, I really want to. I just don't have the... I mean, I want to, I, and I don't know about you, but the, the, the longer you're in committed as a believer, you start to feel this, okay, I got I to gotta connect. I got to connect. The battery is running. I, I need to kind of, my, my, my responses are a little bit more fleshly. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm walking in a little bit more pride. I need to go ahead and kind of just release some of this stuff on him. Listen, could breakthrough happen if we move from God, we move from just fitting God into our schedule? to making the time for him? See, we're trying to insert God, insert God, insert God. But see, God does not want to be inserted. God wants to be the main attraction. He wants to meet. And so as we go through this, it, they start, Jesus starts dialoguing and digging down on what prayer looks like, on what it looks like to pray. And as we talk about this, may we pray, the, the, there's some thoughts that maybe I want to give us that what, what is hindering our prayer life? What is hindering our connection with God? What, why is it difficult for us when we know the model and we see it working and we know the value in it and we know it's good? Maybe, what, maybe internally we could ask the question, what do I need to realign in order to really carve out some time to pray? As we look through this, I just want to spend some time going through this verse by verse. And it says, verse 2, and then he said to him, when you pray, say. Now, I know that we, if you grew up in church, Christian school, anything like that, even a Sunday school or Bible school, um, even a VBS, you heard this prayer. And a lot of people pray it as if it's a prayer, but it was not a prayer, it was a teaching. Okay? It, it got, Jesus was saying, pray like this. He wasn't saying, pray this. Here is a thought, and these are the things that you need to cover when you pray. When you pray, here, it was almost an in. It was almost looking into Jesus and going, here are the things that I handle when I pray. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to know what I'm doing. I, I, it's hard for me to just sit and ponder and be random. 
I want to know what I'm doing. I want to know why I'm there. I want to know when I can leave. I, I want, come on, somebody. I, I, when I get in a conversation, I want to know, okay, this conversation was good, but then it started to drop off and ran. I don't know if you've ever been in those conversations where your face starts to melt off because you realize nothing's happening. You know, I, I want to be somewhere. I want to do something productive. And Jesus lines out strategically things that are productive. And I think that, I think that yes, there is a feeling component to God. Obviously, we, we read countless emotion. I would have never married my wife without an emotion. There is an emotional component to love and attraction, but there are also specific things that I need to do. <laughs> Come on, does that make sense? It's amazing, just mowing the lawn. It's, there's specific things I need to do that will help us be close that mowing the lawn isn't really romantic. You know, I'm not mo- And she's like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> My man, you know, I mean, but, but it's things that I do that cause us to lean into love. Does this make sense? And so Jesus starts off our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. The first thing that we do when we engage in prayer is we begin with praise. Praise. Well, you may think, well, okay, well, yeah, praise. What, what, how important is that? We begin to express our love to God. And there are many outlets of things that we love. And there are many things, expressions that we can make. We can love uh, our career. We can love how people make us feel. We can love what our children, even our children. We're trying to do a good job with our children. But if we're not careful, we'll make them an idol. Come on, somebody. And we'll only feel good when they give us what we need. It's very easy to find a surrogate love. That praise produces gratefulness in your heart. When you listen, somebody's going to get the praise in your life. So it can be you, it can be your mate, it can be your job, it can be your finances, but somebody's going to get some praise. Someone's going to get that, and we reserve that for the mighty. We reserve that for God. It opens up doors for humility. Come on, if you've been a little rough, been a little hard. That is a telltale sign you need to connect with God. Because as you submit to Him and humble yourself to Him, guess what? You're not the chief end-all, be-all. And you'll come out of that presence knowing your place under authority. We start off with praise. We have a national anthem. Oh, say, can you see, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 And this anthem is great, but we don't have two. We don't have two national anthems. We have, we have one. And this national anthem, we sing and we know and we learn. Our heart has an anthem. Yeah. And, we, and, it will, and it's going to praise something. Yeah. And Jesus says, when you start off your prayer, you walk in and you praise the Father, the maker, the creator, the sustainer. He is doing for you what you can't even contemplate. You don't even know. His, his ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You may be going through a hard time now, but you don't even know what he's protected you from. The second thing, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Purpose. 
purpose. So, so, so we, we begin with praise, but then we start to see our purpose. Need is not second. Demand is not second. Frustration is not second. Purpose, because your purpose will line up the rest of your request. It says here, look at this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, I commit myself to doing the will, come on, of God. Not the will of Stephen, not the will of the Sextons, not the will of, you know, a bigger, better, fancier, but the will of God. I'm going to build something and I want to build, come on somebody, the kingdom of God. We are here to build the kingdom. And any business meeting in order for it to be a good business meeting, has to have a clear, concise goal. It has to be attainable and it has to be measurable. If we walk away from a meeting and it's not attainable and it's not measurable, then we leave all feeling good about ourselves, but we don't know in which direction to go. Jesus, come in and here's the purpose. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Oh, Oh, not, not mine? Because I was coming to you to pray so that you would change Katie. If she was just a little nicer, she'd rub my back a little bit more. Come on. Oh, so, it, so it's not my will. It's yours. Oh, okay. Okay. Listen, when goals are not clearly defined, people come up with their own goals and they come up with their own agendas. And so Jesus was saying right at the very beginning, here is our purpose. Here is our wins. We aid, we build, we steward the kingdom of God. And that's what we're here to do. Yeah. The second, the third thing, as we're just talking about this, it says, give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread. In other words, we start talking about provision. So, so the first one is praise, the second is purpose, and the third is provision. I ask God to provide my daily needs. Yes, we work hard. Yes, I believe in excellence. There are countless people that I see in the Bible that had an excellent spirit. That if you can do it better than you're doing it, you should. And for those of you who uh, you manage your own business and you're self-employed, Come on, just because you're showing up doesn't mean you're killing it. It's very easy. But here we see this, look at, we look at God as our provider. And, and in this world, come on, we're trying to elect a next president because maybe he'll provide something for us. And my boss will provide something for us. And my wife will provide something for us. And, and my husband will provide something for us. Or, or my kids will provide something. Or my coworkers will provide something. Or, you know, my, my, my family will provide something for us. And if we're not careful, we're looking for everybody else to, to provide our stability and what we need to live. But really, God wants that place. God wants that place. Yes. You know, and, and it is the practice of mankind to do two things. To either be the most loyal to those who provide or to take advantage of those who provide. Right? Come on, if you have kids, you bought that iPod, it's cracked. You bought that deal and it's... Now, you 
know how much that was? I go, do you know what I'm providing for you? Every day my kids want to go out to eat. I'm like, get a job. What's wrong with you? Money don't grow. I, I, I started coming up with all these parent, you know, isms. Like, money doesn't grow on trees. Would you jump off a cliff? And my, my kids are like, what? Can you come up with a better example? But that's the difference, is my children, while I love them, and you may think, do you really love your kids? I do, I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them. But my children are only takers. They only suck. And I, and I, and I, and I, a vacuum, 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 vacuum. Okay, vacuum. Some of you are like, I'm never coming back to this church again. Uh, thank you for coming one time. Uh, you know, they're not sewing. They don't fill up the refrigerator. They empty it. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't think about. And so that's the difference. The Bible says, when I was a man, I, 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 I thought as a man, I, I, I thought as a child, I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things and I did it different. In other words, what's the difference? Children are takers and men are producers. And when I use the word men, I'm talking about adults. One adds to life and the other one takes from life. Now, let me ask you this. When we meet with God, do we see God as the provider? The marriage I'm in, you provided that. The life that I'm in, the, the, the finances I have, the boss I have, the career I have, the favor I have, the kids I have, the life I have. While it may not be perfect and, oh, I have a list of things I would love to change. Come on. You're the one. And, I, and, and, and either I'm looking at that through a jaded perspective or I am looking at that as, and it's not great, but it's mine. And you've entrusted this to me. And I, I am grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. He provides your daily needs. Jesus is saying, lean into the real provider. Lean into the real provider. Allow that portion that he gives you, come on, to be enough. Everybody's portion is different. And, and sometimes we get frustrated because, oh, oh, you look what you're driving. I'm not driving that. And you look at your, look at your, look at y'all. Y'all, you know, oh, you shop at Banana Republic. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I shop at Walmart. Oh, and, oh. and, we, and we try to compare ourselves with one another. But we got to be grateful for the portion that we have. And whatever portion we have, the Bible says faithful in a little, come on, ruler over much. You have, to, you have to take this little that you have. God, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Give us this daily bread. I look to you. And that doesn't mean I don't work hard. That doesn't mean I don't save. That doesn't mean I don't. I don't, I, I don't. God's not interested in, well, I just need barely enough to survive. That, I mean, no, no, no. He, he, what God wants you to do is everything came from me. And I gave you the creativity, the ability, the organization. I am the one that gave you those gifts. You didn't just learn that in college. College may have trained you on how to access it, but I put it in you. Okay. The, the, the next one, we're talking, forgive us of our sins. And I could stay all day there. Because we are in a society where no one wants to talk about sin. Well, it's, just, it's, their, it's, it's a dysfunction. It's, it's their issue. It's their, 
But, but here's the problem, is that if we don't talk about sin, then we cannot talk about freedom. We can't talk about, it's not my goal to catch everybody. It's not God's goal to catch, oh, but you did. It's, it's not, that's not God's goal. God's goal is that for you to be unleashed into the freedom and the hope and the, what he's got for you. That's God's goal. But if we don't forgive us of our sins, Jesus was talking, you, when you pray, you need to pray this way. There is sin that comes between you and him. And for you to access the things, we hadn't even got to need yet. We hadn't got to demand. We hadn't got even to petition yet. Isn't it interesting that, that there is a process? Oh, first I want you to praise. Then I want you to get the purpose. Then I want you to know who your provision is. Then I want you to see that I am the one that will pardon you. I am the one that is looking to forgive you and sustain you and build you. See, we always want to run in to God and start with us, but it all starts with Him. And if our focus will get on Him, then we'll be authentic enough and safe enough to really... Okay, God, here we go. Here's my junk. Listen. I ask God to forgive me of my sins. Jesus here is saying, when you take time to pray, take time to be genuine. Don't keep anything between you and God. Come on, I, when worship's playing, and I, I know based on whatever church background you came in, maybe y'all didn't clap, you didn't even have a guitar, you know what I'm saying? You feel like this is Eddie Van Halen worship, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, and, and so you're like, I don't even know. I don't even get down with this. This is weird. You know what I'm saying? I, all I grew up was a Hammond 3B, baby. And, and so, but, but, but here's the thing is that can you worship? The Bible obviously said lift heavy hands. Are you okay with lifting heavy hands? Is there a reason why you, it, I just don't know why I cannot Come on. God, forgive me. God, help me. God, God, I, I lay this down. What, it, it may be pride. It may be um, a hurt. It may be whatever it is, but I, I give that to you because I've got to move forward. The next thing we see is as we also forgive everyone. Everybody say everyone. everyone. Who is indebted. To, listen, if you have been alive long enough, Someone has hurt your feelings. <laughs> Someone has done you wrong. Someone made a mistake. Someone uh, 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 laughed at you. Someone talked about your ears. Someone, uh, you know, someone undercutted you in a business deal. Someone was snappy at you. Someone, something happened, and it is very easy to build this offense. But Jesus is saying, when you pray... Begin to deal with the people in your life. Forgive those who have offended you. I pray for other people 
Come on, petition other people. Petition other people. God, I've come to you for these people. I come to you because I'm building these people. God, I'm praying for this family. I'm praying for this young man. I'm praying for this. I'm praying for one of my church members. I'm praying for, I'm praying for this person who hurt me. I'm praying, God, I, I, I release that offense. I put that offense on you. You know, our world will talk to you about let it go, let it go, let it go. And I don't know about this, but you almost can't. You cannot let it go. You cannot just let it go. You have to give it away, and someone has to take it. And that person is Jesus. That person is Jesus who will come in and take that from you. And if you'll give it to him, he'll take it. And that's the only way you walk out in the freedom of not being. You can't just disregard. Oh, six and stones left. You know, it's just, you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. You know, I mean, that, 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 that's not even human. But God, I give it to you. I give to you what my, 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 my parents just didn't know and they didn't have any training and I, I give that to you. And I still hear the echoes of me not being good enough, but I, I give that to you. Will you take that? Will you take that? The last thing is this. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Come on, th- th- this verse this, that Jesus is unfolding us is powerful. It's powerful because the last thing that Jesus says, when you go to God for prayer, know that he is your protection. Like, you're not going to fight these spiritual battles on your own. You're not just going to be good enough. Well, if I read the Roman road and I study the Ten Commandments, and I'll just be so good. I mean, there is protection, and you are not good enough in and of yourself to protect yourself. There is an evil one, and he is coming, and he wants to destroy, come on, your life, your potential, the gift that God's given you. And if you're not careful, you'll, you'll get in here, and you'll be led somewhere you never wanted to go. I never wanted to be that guy. I never wanted to be that girl. I never wanted to be that mom. I never wanted to respond that way. I never wanted to be that business person. I never wanted to be snap. I never wanted to be the one that everybody doesn't like at work. I never wanted to be the, come on. It says this, protection. Ask for spiritual protection. Come on, we got to pray over our kids. we got to pray over what's going on. Listen, in our, in our society, we got some crazy thoughts. It's not just someone's agenda. It's not just this, this election deal. It's, it's higher than that. And if we just fight the people we love, then we're going to break all of these relationships because it's a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual issue. But if the church refuses or is not comfortable with dealing with spiritual issues, then we're always going to fight the wrong people. And the Bible clearly tells us that our war is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers and darkness and evil forces of this world. And I'm not trying to hoobie-jooby scare you. I'm just telling you that, that, that some of you may not know or some of you may not want to know. But the reality is when Jesus said, here's how you pray, he mentions it.
protection. Come on, in the areas of your life, in the compromise going on in your heart. Wives, you pray for your husbands. You, you pray for your husbands that, that this man is strong, that he's able to stand, that, that when temptation comes, come on, that you're praying for him, that, that Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you're praying, you're standing in position. And well, my husband never would. And as soon as you think that, he might. What I'm telling you is you pray for husbands, pray for your wives. You pray for your wives. You pray that, that God, you, she's a handmaiden and a daughter of you. and God, that she would not look for any outside uh, area to build her self-esteem. That God, you would do that. Come on, we're praying against spiritual things that would come in and break because we know the enemy wants to steal. He wants to kill and he wants to destroy. You pray over your family. My dad, my mom. You pray for your, you, you pray for your boss. We don't act like there's not a spiritual thing happening here. Parents, pray for your children. Come on, you got it's so easy to see their lack and things that they need to fix and grow up in. Dear God, we God, I give that to you. I know you love them and I know that you can do. Help me. Help me. Let your children know when you need prayer. Let your friends know when you need prayer. Yeah. We had a, someone in our church just the other day text us and say, hey, we need prayer. And, and Katie and I, we're praying. We're believing God. But we, we, we're so into our own. I, I don't want anybody to know. <laughs> There's an agreement here. One puts a thousand, two puts ten thousand. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm just telling you, I feel no pressure to be perfect because I'm not. So if you're looking for a perfect church, you need to go down the road. Because I'm not. My kids aren't going to be perfect. So if you expect them to be perfect, they're not going to be perfect. But I'm going to love them. Disciple them. I'm going to do the best we can. I'm going to see God work in their life. And they may run a stoplight. Well, I can't believe the pastor's kid. If we don't pray, we don't grow. And we stay where we're at. And there is an enemy out there. And that's why as a church, we've decided in May, we're going to pray. And so here is some takeaway challenges for you. Man, come here. Come here on Tuesday night and just pray with us. We'll have a, a time where we're, they'll, they'll do a couple worship. It'll be acoustic. You know what I'm saying? And we'll just get all, and, and you, you may just sit with your wife. You may whatever. Just come and pray with us. Then let's come together for the last 15, 20 minutes, and, and let's believe God for some things corporately together. Then pray, carve out some time this week to pray by yourself, to get all that stuff up so that you can connect with God. And I promise you, if you do, next week your worship will be different. Because you can't meet with God and Him not meet with you. And you're like, what? May we pray. Is it a question or a statement? For us, for us, it's a statement. May we will pray. I'm hoping that it's not a question for you. May we? May we not? You got to stand up with me. 
Thanks for listening. To see what's happening at the house, follow us on social media at the house underscore NWA.